Welcome to the Encouragement Engineering Podcast, where listeners will be encouraged with positive thoughts and actions that can be applied to combat that negativity that inundates our daily lives. Guiding people to see a positive perspective in personal and professional life events. Now, here is your host, Bob Brum, the Encouragement Engineer. Welcome to the Encouragement Engineering Podcast, where we help people to combat the negativity that inundates our daily lives with a positive perspective and positive action. Today's guest is Evan Matthews, and our guest today is a screenwriter, director, producer, and personal discipline advocate, overcoming abandonment and homelessness at an early age with his brother. However, with a mindset to overcome and achieve, Evan rose above the circumstances. Currently creating feature films, winning jury prizes, and writing screenplays, Evan grows his achievements with his brother and his focused mindset to personally develop of personal development and keeping an indestructible mindset to rise above the circumstances. So I wanted to have Evan on today and please welcome to the show, Evan Matthews. Evan, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely, Bob. It's great to be with you. Well, great. Well, let's, if we can first tell people about you, you know, we get a short intro there with your intro. Um, or information about you. Tell us more about how you got to where you are today. Well, it's been, it's been a journey. It's okay. really been a journey. I mean, just the entertainment career portion yeah. is its own 17 year adventure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's, there's so many highs and lows and twists and turns. So that's, that's one section of my life. But then there's like the whole personal side, like even just like childhood growing up, moving around a bunch, mm-hmm. you know, trouble in the home, all that kind of stuff, you know, eventually leading up to like me and my brother literally having all of our possessions in two black trash bags, um, not having a place to live for a few weeks. Right. And we we're living out of our car and doing some couch hopping here and there and and our parents were going through like this crazy dramatic divorce and no one was like capable of like looking after us so you know do what we had to do right. and uh it's it's uh, it it makes you stronger you're almost yeah. better i look back i almost look back at those times as these these fond memories because you got past it you survived <laughs> you lived i'm still here yeah. i have my my beautiful wife and kids so it's like how can i be mad about all these horrible things that happen. You can look at it with a negative light. Oh, my poor life. Or you can look at it like, Hey, isn't that awesome? What the, what humans can survive and endure and push beyond. Um, And, uh, uh, but you know, I never thought I would ever go like in the entertainment space. I grew up on the East coast in Danbury, Connecticut. Okay. So we just, I just loved movies from afar. I never thought that it would be in the cards for me but yeah. because we moved around a bunch and I, we moved a bunch in high school. We went to Danbury high school, but then we went to Florida for a short time, then back to Danbury and then eventually to California for our senior year. It was wow. me and my twin brother. At least we had each other. Yeah. So that, that, that helped things. We were in a little novelty act everywhere we went. So <laughs> yeah, I can imagine in school. Yeah. You sat in each other's classes or, you know, <laughs> Oh, we did all the twin things. We did That's all funny. the twin things because we looked enough alike and we're identical twins. And we would just, we would switch. I think only one teacher out of probably a dozen actually figured out the switch. That's and it was, on, yeah, it was on my brother's, uh, uh, it was, he went to my art class. So oh. he got found out there. <laughs> he was like, 
you're not Evan. I think yeah. I see what's going on here. I'll let it pass just this once. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Meanwhile, funny. I'm cracking jokes in his science class. So <laughs> going up, writing on the chalkboard, having a great time. That's funny. <laughs> but, you know, but we really loved school because like the home life was just a total disaster. So right. school was a great escape for us. So you learned to embrace it. That was the safe place. That was where right. you could go. And even like damn, people think of Connecticut as like rolling hills and foliage, but it's actually it's it's got a really rough inner yeah. city. Anyone that's like from the tri-state area typically knows Danbury because everyone like from New York and New Jersey is going to go through there at some point. Um, so it was it was a rough it was there was a it was a rough time in the nineties to like be in high school. There's a lot of just wow. fights and crazy stuff and race relations, everything like going on with like OJ and Rodney King and all that. And the teachers were putting the news on in the class all the time. So it was, it was a wild time to be there, but uh, still thankful for all of that. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, going through a, like hardship younger uh, in life really prepares you for the future. I mean, at the cost of losing your innocence earlier, I mean, that's yeah. essentially what happens. Like the, the, the veil of safety drops away in your world when right. you don't, when we, that happens for anyone in like single parent house households or orphans i mean the, that 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 initial veil of safety is gone and you realize no one's coming to the rescue and it's up to you right. so that's you know that's the school of hard knocks that happens and um but you know you you can't look at yourself as a victim otherwise you'll never be able to crawl out of that mess like you really have to pull yourself yeah. out of it and if we can let's jump on that that point right there because i think that's that's a great point there is we're not victims in anything and, and stuff happens to us all. Um, you know, we, it's just, yeah, you've, you've had a bit different scenario, but that's what I try to help people to realize is there's hope for all these scenarios that everybody goes through. Yours might be different than mine and some other people, but you may be the same as somebody else listening. And that, that idea that we have, um, you you did it like you mentioned you t- did it at an early age so you learn to grow from that you learn to strengthen yourself it's like working out not the way you necessarily want to do it but you definitely grow from it do you think that helps solidify your future actions as you got older a little bit it, okay. it, it gives you a place to dig deep mm-hmm. in those really tough times that you don't know what's coming in the future but something is now like in, in, imbued in your being that you're able to go to a depth that you didn't realize was there. And some, especially working in the entertainment industry, like you really have to have thick skin. Right. Even, even like one of my, my first job was an intern. Yeah. And, and I, I started off in like the story room at this production company called Phoenix pictures on the Sony lot. And everyone, every intern has to go like, just make photocopies of scripts and do coverage and data entry and get coffee. Like, that's what you do. You just want to be around and see what you osmose from everybody. But because I had to commute from UC Riverside, which is like a little hole in the wall college, no one knows. It's like in the middle of Southern California called the Inland Empire. Everyone leaves. Everyone's getting out of there. The nickname for UCR was University of California Rejects. But it was the one school me and my brother both got into and we didn't want to separate as twins. So we're like, right. okay, hey, maybe it's next to a river. It's called Riverside. There's no river. Uh, <laughs> so, but we were from okay, Connecticut, yeah. so we didn't know. We yeah. never did a tour. So we, we just went with it and we were happy to be there. Yeah. Uh, but because I had to commute so far into Los Angeles, it's like nine, a 90 minute drive. Wow. I would get yeah. there ahead of all the traffic. 
mm-hmm. you'll be the first one there and the last to leave. And when you're doing that, you know, three, four days a week as an intern, you're you're meeting all the other executive assistants, all the other executives and VPs. And eventually I got moved out of the story mm-hmm. department because they see that I'm here all the time, putting in the extra effort. And I got to be on the CEO's uh, desk next to the first assistant helping her out. So the thick skin comes in when you have all these agents and managers calling and they're screaming at you because I'm a scared intern. Right. He's terrible at my job. And I'm asking how to spell like the biggest agent's name in Hollywood. I'm like, excuse me, can you repeat that one more time? I'm like, get your boss on the phone. <laughs> so it's just, and you're just, you kind of smile and laugh. You're like, no, no one's saying anything worse than my own father has said to me. So this is fine. So, and you just, and then you go home and you, and I, I share the stories with my twin brother or my roommates at the time and we laugh about it. It's kind of like entourage and wow. you know, it was the early beginnings, but yeah, you're like, you're, you're not a victim. You have all these lessons you learn. No. And, and everyone, you're right. Everyone has these hardships. Yeah. Yeah. No one goes through life without taking damage. Right. Right. <laughs> right. There's no well, one, no one's got God mode on and not taking damage. Right. So right. it's like, everyone's going to, going to, going to get theirs at some point. It's like, okay, can you get up and get moved beyond it? Cause you have the ability just like working out and putting yeah. on muscle, like you have to break that muscle down so it can grow bigger and stronger. I mean, the same things happen to us. Well, and you mentioned something too, that it, with you and your brother, literally having your belongings in a bag. And I think that's a good metaphor, if you will, for what we carry through life is we carry all this stuff that happened to us previously. That could be 20, 30, 40 years ago, and we're still carrying this baggage. We don't have to do that. Um, You know, we can drop that where it was, learn from it and move on. Um, It's not easy to do for many, many, many people, but um, how did you do that? Because, you know, I mean, it it seems like you just kind of phased into it, just appreciating everything because you didn't have a good home life. Is that it? Well, you know, you have to do the self-work. I think a lot of people are willing to invest in so many different areas of their life. Maybe it's their car or their business or whatever. Right. But when we actually want to spend money and like do the self-work and work on yourself, whether it's like getting therapy, self-help books, hiring a coach, a life coach, a fitness coach, getting mentors, like going down the road of finding people with experience to help hold up the mirror to you to see yeah. what's really there and see what you can fix on and work. And if something's holding you back, there's some sort of block, something that happened in your past, you got to face that demon head on and you got to conquer it. And then you have to realize just like we got the, the good angel on one shoulder, we got the bad one on the other and neither are going anywhere. Yeah. It's like, which one are you allowing to have the dominant voice? And one of my biggest problems and the biggest things I had to overcome, and I advocate the most like on my Instagram account is uh, negative self-talk Yeah. and over overcoming how poorly people speak to themselves. And I was the worst. <laughs> I would tell people, it would break your heart if you knew how badly I spoke to myself and how little I thought of myself. And it's always interesting to me because what's the one thing we say when somebody says, how are you? Right? We could say, fine. You say, good. Or we could go into the diatribe of what's really going on. And some people do. Do you steer away from that? How do you, you know, tell us about that more. About if, that if, attitude. So, if, if someone asks me how I'm doing, I I literally share with, with them what I'm excited about in life right now. It's like, hey, let's, fi- okay, let's see if we can find common ground. I'm going to really, if you really want to know, because you asked, yeah. I'm going to tell you. It's like, you know what? 
I just had the pitch of my life. I convinced a room full of producers to give me $3 million to go make this movie together. And I was an 11th hour ad and I just pulled, I just pulled out like the best pitch I could because it was a genuine great thing. And I'm so excited for this project and, you know, but that's enough about me. Like what's going on with you in your life? Like, are you still working on this or that? Or, you know, if you're, I used to hate networking events. I used uh -huh. to hate them and avoid them at all costs because I would have such an ego going in and I knew I wanted something from somebody else. I didn't know what it was. But I was like there to like search for gold on people's bodies. It was it's like what a horrible way to like enter into that space. Like because you're all you're putting yourself in a position, a lower position, right? You right. start off down because you want something from somebody else who's yeah. up ahead of you. So you're already projecting all this stuff into the situation and it's a mess. Now, when I go into a networking event, I have zero expectations other than to provide value. There you and go. Exactly. And it's like, and, and, and I make a game out of it to yeah. really like get myself out of my head if I'm like apprehensive about the event itself. Um, so for instance, I'll say, okay, I wonder, I wonder how long I can ask somebody questions until they ask me a question. The longest I went was like 90 minutes, just wow. constantly asking someone a question until they realized they didn't even know my name and they didn't know anything about me. <laughs> They didn't even like, bother like, looking at the name tag or what? I just kept it going. I was just like, this guy's never going to ask. He's yeah. never going to ask, but he's going to think we're best friends because I'm learning everything about this guy. And I just think it's genuinely fa fascinating. Right. And it wasn't to like mock that, mock that person or be negative. I, I was really curious about what they were. It was someone who worked in film finance. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know a lot about that subject. I'm just going to ask you until your ears bleed or you want to change the subject. So yeah. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to learn as much as I can. And he he thought, he was like, man, that was a great conversation. I'm like, I'm glad you thought so. Yeah. Yeah. I need something to drink, but whoa, yeah. That's right? something. But that's that's great because it brings about that idea of curiosity. We need to have that curiosity for life, uh, what we can learn and how we can grow. How do you, I mean, that's a great example of using that. How else do you, Dude, I mean, I'm sure you do that with films as you build a film or create a film is that curiosity of what could do, what could this path do or that path do? Do you oh, integrate yeah. that like that? Oh, absolutely. So I'm in pre-production on my first feature film right now. Yeah. And there's so much of that because I, when I meet different department heads that we're interviewing for for the job, like a, the head of wardrobe or the head of production design. I'll look at their resume. I've looked at, I've compared it against the resumes of like a dozen other people in that position. And so I, I find what I'm resonating with. Cause so I'm instantly curious. I'm like, what have they done? How do they get in front of me? How, how do we know? So I already know some basic questions I'm going to ask. If I don't know anything, I haven't done any research. The first thing I'll always ask is, Oh, so how do you guys know each other? Because we have something instantly in common. We're all at the same table. Right. So I'm already fascinated with the situation. How do how do we all know each other? And that starts getting the relationships and the history going on. Even if it's a new relationship, we can talk about the other people that brought us to the table. Right. So there's always a way to keep that going. But the But if you're truly curious and you want to know and you start doing your due diligence and you're digging a little bit, next thing you know, oh, this person worked on this project I did 12 years ago. Maybe we have an opportunity to go down memory lane together and start sharing, have like a share, a truly shared experience. Now, now we actually are are, are growing roots together in this right. moment. So you start to take a foothold in, in their mind. 
and then you start talking about the project and you find ways to lead them into uh, participating creatively. So they're already making the movie. Right. right. So now they're already see themselves in the position. We're already collaborating. We're already doing that. You want to get that participation. You want to get them to open up and not in a manipulative way. This is like a genuine curiosity that leads to something fruitful, relatively right. fast. That's cool. Um, and that's, that's always something because that curiosity is so, I think it opens up a lot for people because it shows your openness. It shows that you don't know all the answers that you're looking for help with the answers, if you will. Um, you know, it's a, that's a great way to be open to people. Um, it also, it opens, it, it releases pressure, if you will, from the situation, I think because you are being open, you're, you're asking them, you know, they can sit back a little bit and give you ideas, especially in a creative environment. How else do you deal with the pressures in life? Like our world has so many going 900 miles a second, 20 different directions all the time. How do you deal with that? Oh, well, just, first of all, you, you gotta like take a step back and breathe. Because I think whenever you, you start breathe. feeling really I'm writing anxious, this down. Hold on, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So my my favorite my favorite director of all time is Akira Kurosawa. He's famous for the Seventh Samurai and a bunch of samurai movies. He created so many genre films. Like if you look at his, his filmography, we don't have to get into that because I'll just start talking for the next two hours. Um, but he would he would shoot on Mount Fuji quite a bit it was one of his favorite locations and he just told everybody filmmaking is like climbing mount fuji you can look at the peak because you want to know where you're going but all you can worry about is one step at a time and it's the same thing with anything that starts to stress me out it's because i'm getting way too ahead of myself mm -hmm. i'm creating scenarios that don't exist yet right I'm like oh what if this happens what i'm like these, these what if you can't worry about the what ifs yeah. you should be so busy and working so hard and being so curious about your own project that your you, today's worries are definitely enough for you. You yeah. can be living one day at a time, and that is all right. Like, yeah. nail yeah. that day. Have a day full of wins. Go to sleep exhausted. Wake up excited for the next day, and just hit hit a bunch of wins. And any any fires that pop up, you and your team are skilled enough to put those fire, fires out. Right. That's what filmmaking really is. You know, you don't know where those fires are going to pop up. What catastrophe is going to happen? You just know that you everyone's mentally strong enough and cool enough to deal with it, and especially my job as a director. Yeah, you know, especially in physical production, everyone's it's all eyes on Evan. Everyone's looking at Evan Matthews, who's running the ship. It's like, okay, what's the captain doing? Is he freaking out? Right. Or is he cool as a cucumber? Right. Does he look like a like a Don Corleone over here, <laughs> like like as a mob boss, just like yeah. nothing's gonna rock me. I'm just gonna survey everything. And I'm not going to be emotionally manipulated in any situation because I got to keep a cool head. I might be freaking out in my head a little bit, but yeah. no one else will ever know it. Right. But, you know, but right now it's, it's, it all comes back down to not getting ahead of yourself and also this like developing the skill set of how you speak to yourself, all the mindset work, right. everything with the negative self-talk or, or limiting self-belief, you have to get that in check. That's a yeah. monster. It's always going to be with you and you have to learn how to fight your own monster. It's unique to everybody. 
And that's that's a great point there, too, because that is something everybody deals with. The woulda, coulda, shoulda, as you mentioned that, you know, your mindset just goes can go off on tangents. And, you, and the other thing I thought was interesting, you said it's you start to create things that aren't there yet. We all do that. What's the first thing yeah. we go to is a fear, right? Because we create this idea or this movie in our mind of the woulda, coulda, shouldas or the mites. We're not I'm not a fortune teller. I can't tell you what's going to happen for sure, but we're building that in our mind. And that's what throws us off on these tangents. Um, I know, you know, as a director, it's like you direct others. How or what has directed you in your life, though? Because, I mean, it sounds like you've you've learned this. Is it your faith? Is it other people? I mean, how did you get to this point where you're you're living this way, where you're more focused than most? It's all of those things. Okay. It's 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 a com it's a combination. It's it's a healthy stew. It's um it's you know I'll I'll just take you through my day because uh -huh. I'll tell I'll tell you like what what my primers are that get okay. me going. I wake up early. I get up around two forty five three a.m. every single day. I've yeah. been doing that for almost four years now, and I get I get some coffee going and I sit down and I pray. And I read the Bible and mm -hmm. I meditate and I think on these things and I have that quiet time. That's why I'm up so early. Cause I got a yeah. wife and two kids. Right. So I, I got I you can't just like hope you find time during the day. Everyone's like, yeah. Oh, fine. Let's find time. You have to make time. Yeah. You have to be so disciplined in this. And I make that time and I don't miss it's too critical to my success, my mindset accruing that stack of wins before the sun is up. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's part one. Next thing I'll do, I'll switch over to reading, reading books on finance, books on filmmaking, mm -hmm. uh, Stoics, philosophy. That's a that's in addition to like going through like some verses, Bible verses that resonate, right? Or or, or think or just reading through a a, cer a certain chapter. Um, and so I'll do the reading section, and then I'll I'll take whatever I've been reading, and I'll go right into like writing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's screenwriting because I you know because I'm a screenwriter first which has led me into directing, right? Cause if I, you don't create your own content, you're not going off and shooting anything. Okay. Um, but uh, sometimes it's screenwriting. Sometimes it's just like free thought, free flowing, connecting the dots. Cause I'm, if I'm switching between like three or four books, I'll start to connect the dots. I'm like, it's amazing how you have like something from the old Testament, something from a stoic from 2000 years ago, a modern book on, on uh, psychology, and screenwriting theory all ha are all completely connected in saying the same thing. Right. And wow. it just blows your mind. You're like, like the, the, <laughs> yeah. the tapestry of creation is totally unreal when you start to see how everything is connected yeah. and we complicate things. Oh, and, I know. You know so. it, it always amazes me. You know, God gave us 10 commandments. That's it. 10, not 25, right? not 30. We complicate it and interpret it all different ways. 10 commandments it's not complicated but we mess that up right well, yeah we will that's well i think that's most of the stories yeah. <laughs> throughout the bible it's how we mess things up right oh, yeah. but, you know yeah. but that's what that's what's so awesome about is, is redemption right yeah and that's why yeah. i look at i look at my even like people's careers maybe people in hollywood or or other other parts of life you want to see someone who's knocked down get back up yeah we like that's like the american way right you want to see someone just overcome like like the, the the redemption arc is ingrained in American culture, right? So it's it's a big part of who we are, whether we like it or not. Like you're you're born you're born into it, and 
I see the highs and lows in my life and my brother and his career and other people who have recareered and they and they get bigger and stronger than ever before. And it's it's a beautiful thing. You want to see people like rise above you. Like I'll even see it like on Instagram. Someone will get caught lying or doing something bad or editing their photos and then someone will call out, call them out on it. And some people lash out about getting called out on it. Other people apologize, say, you're right. I need to do better. And then everyone's like, man, you know what? That took a lot of guts for that guy to say that. Yeah. You know, he gets a follow now instead of like getting blocked forever. So you love seeing that. I love seeing that's the types of stories I love to tell. Because if you don't have that in there, you're not really going to connect with people on a primal level. And that's a, a great point. It, it goes back to the whole factor, too, that, you know, we're all going through stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, people have ways and times that they recognize that and need to correct it. Um, but that's one of the great natures of being a human is you have that ability to change your trajectory. You're not just a, a bird that flies south every winter. You know, you mm-hmm. if you don't want to go south, you can go east or west. So you can yeah. change your mind. So. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, what are some of the, I guess you mentioned some of the things you do and so forth in the morning and how that builds you. What, what about habits? I mean, you went through, uh, if you will, a physical change, you said that you're working out and your, your physical yeah. fitness there has that, how has that discipline been? And what are some of the things you did to get that going, if you will? Absolutely. So that's all a part of my morning routine. Like I okay. continue past like the writing portion then I just, you know, I, I grab my pre-workout and I'm off to the gym. I mean, I'm trying to get to the gym, around, but somewhere between four and five in the morning. Okay. So, and, and I, I, I love it. It's the most precious time of the day for me, like this whole morning routine. And then that getting super psyched up, going to my car, going to drive to the gym. And I didn't always feel that way. Yeah. I used to be like, <laughs> oh, and some mornings I'm like, I don't feel like working out today. I'm already having the bad thoughts. I'm right. already have, going to war with myself. Well, I'm going, but where do you end up? Right. So, you what's, end what's up at that? the gym, right? So, yeah. yeah. It's like, we're still going. I keep yeah. like, oh, Evan, you know, maybe you're just going to do three out of the seven sets you're going to do today. Or you start negotiating with yourself, right? That's <laughs> the, you're already in trouble. This is, every, these are all non negotiables. Mm-hmm. I know this, but there's always a voice, oh, you're tired today. Oh, you're this and that. I'm like, you know, yeah, I got less sleep. I was up till 10 30 because I needed to spend more time with my wife because I've been yeah. busy. And, so that means I'm getting less sleep, but now you're at a disadvantage. You're playing an away game now. You yeah. better win on the road, right? So this is actually going to make you mentally tougher if you show yourself who's boss, not your emotions, not the little devil on your shoulder. You and the angel on your shoulder are, are high-fiving over here and, and right. kicking ass and taking names. So this, and now you feel like an absolute animal because you're like, man, I got four hours of sleep. I crushed legs today. And now I'm going to go, it's like, what else, what else is next? What's going to stop me? Cause I'm Evan steamrolling everything now. And, you know, and when, when, when COVID kicked off, I saw the writing on the wall. I'm like, Oh man, they're locking us down. Oh, yeah. we're not even allowed to breathe. Right. This is crazy. So I'm like, all right, I better get my act together. And my brother was in really good shape at the time. And he is, he is right now. He's in fantastic shape. It's like, what did you do? He's like, just drop and give me five pushups. I'm like, that's it. He's like, yep. And tomorrow do six and then build on it. Yeah. And I, and I, of course I took bigger, bigger and bigger leaps, but you know, it took me three months to lose like 35 pounds. Wow. And, and when you, when you're super committed and you do your homework and your research and you stick to a plan, like you can do it in that short amount of time. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah. It, it was, I needed it. My back hurt. I woke up miserable. I was depressed. Like all, all the things that come with being sedentary, 
yeah you can kick it you can really kick it in the, in the butt you can really do it it's it's and i'm a big advocate for that for everybody and even at the gym even if it's for the mental game the mental game was the biggest yeah like boom from going to the gym because i'm you're constantly at war it's like some days you're just on autopilot and you're just slaying everything other days you're just fighting with yourself the whole time right and as long as you win man it's an epic victory right as we long as you yourself, win, it's an huh? epic victory on those days and oh man it just feels great i mean that just puts you in such a better mood you start off being more gassed and you come out on top it's it's just you feel fantastic and then it's and then it's now it's 7 a.m. Right. And the sun is up and you're just about and you're just getting you're just getting right. You're just getting going. Now you got the whole rest of your day. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Evan, I mean, this is a great point. Some great points here. Where can people get a hold of you? Where can they follow you? Let's tell them, you know, your website, all that information. So we make sure they can follow you and get a hold of you. Absolutely. I'm going to keep it simple. It's Evan, the letter B Matthews, Evan B Matthews on Instagram. So just yeah. look up Evan B. Matthews. It's a public profile. Uh, since I'm going into pre-production, I'm in pre-production on my movie. We're going to be shooting soon. People want to find me there. I'm t- I'm just show- documenting the whole journey. It's like, wow. you want to know what it's like to make like, you know, a $3 million first time feature film. Like, let's go do it. It's not my first film I've ever made. That's my first feature length. So, and I've done a lot of other stuff. People can check out my resume on IMDb, but everything's on my Instagram. I love to interact with people and I love to share. I just want to provide value for others. And yeah, that's, I'll I'll keep it simple. Yeah. Evan B. Matthews on IG. Well, we'll make sure we have that all in the show notes. Evan, I want to thank you for being a guest here on the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. I appreciate the insight, the positiveness, your your efforts, you're crushing it. And now I want to go, you know, I want to go make sure I get hit my push-ups here in a little bit and uh, get some more done today. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm going to DM you. I'm going to make sure, man. Don't sleep on it. (laughs) All right, let's do it. (laughs) I will. I'm up early. I'm at 4.30 Eastern. So, you know, kind of in the same. There There you go. But I appreciate your time today. So thank you so much. You have your great day. Thank you. You too. All right. Hello, this is Bob Brum, your encouragement engineer. I want to be your contrarian. I want to help you in the battle to overcome the negativity that inundates our daily lives. You're better and greater than your situation, and you've been given a gift by our great creator. As an encouragement engineer, I can help you to see the value of a positive perspective, positive actions, and positive mindset in your life. No matter if you're a solopreneur, a corporate contributor, or a large organization, the value of your greatness needs to be shared with the world. As an author and encouragement engineer, I would love the opportunity to enlighten your organization with the value of positivity for your situation. We can overcome negativity with the light of positivity. I encourage you to contact us at BobBrumSpeaks.com for more information, and let's have a conversation about your situation and how we can help you. Thanks for joining us on the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. To learn more about the services Bob provides, please visit his website at BobBrumSpeaks.com for more information. And please feel free to share this podcast to your friends.